listening to the RPC Sermons Podcast. Today's message is a part of our sermon series, How Shall We Live? You can join us for virtual worship every Sunday at roswellpress.org. Thanks for listening. Welcome to worship at Roswell Presbyterian Church. Thank you so much for being with us. Wherever you are, know that we are united by the Holy Spirit in Jesus Christ as a family of faith. We continue our virtual worship services on Sunday mornings. We also have our Vespers service at 6 p.m. on Sunday evenings. If you're planning on coming tonight to tonight's service, today is World Communion Sunday, and we're celebrating that by having a food can drive, so bring um, some food uh, that we can donate and give to our, our, our neighbors who might be struggling with food insecurity. Well, today we also kick off a new sermon series, Inside Out. This launches our generosity season for the month of October. And during this season is when we ask our members to consider and pray about pledging for their ministry contributions for next year, so for 2021. We're asking again this year for two pledges, one to the general ministry operating budget of the church, and then a second pledge for our mission outreach budget, and all these funds go out the door to our mission partners, uh, both here locally and internationally. Your faithful pledging here in the month of October allows the leadership to set a budget, a wise budget for our ministry for next year, and so it's really helpful to have an idea of what you're going to give um, so that we can commit to this ministry that Christ calls us to. You can make a pledge on the church website, roswellpress.org. You can also, you're going to receive a pledge card in the mail. You can fill that out and send that back into us any way you want. You send me an email, it, it, whatever, whatever way you want to pledge. You want to have an idea of what you're going to give uh, so that we can responsibly plan for our ministry next year. I know this is a different year, but we're hoping that people will still pledge so that we can continue our faithful ministry here at Roswell Presbyterian Church. It's going to be fun over this month to highlight the ministries that are going on that sometimes are in the shadows. So we're going to put the light on them and showcase them. So we're looking forward to that. Well, our scripture passage today comes from the Gospel of Matthew. Matthew 9, verses 35 through 38. Listen for the word of the Lord. Then Jesus went went about all the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues and proclaiming the good news of the kingdom and curing every disease and every sickness. When he saw the crowds, he had compassion for them because they were harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. Then he said to his disciples, the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore, ask the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest." This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Gracious and loving God, I ask that in the next few moments you might be our teacher, that you might speak a word by your spirit that only you can speak. Now may the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be pleasing in your sight, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. There is a centrifugal force to the Christian gospel. It works from the inside out. Centrifugal force is defined as an apparent force that acts outward on a body, moving around a center, arising from the body's inertia. Do we have any tetherball fans in the congregation? I love tetherball because it relies on centrifugal force. 
As you hit the ball around a pole, the only thing that keeps that ball from flying off into outer space is the fact that it's connected to the pole with a rope. That ball wants to go from the inside out. And the church is just like this. The church is a place where we gather and build up and then we send out. We stay connected to our center while we go around in our lives. Our ministry works from the inside out. I don't know if they still teach high school basketball like this, but back when I played, they taught us to to play from the inside out, especially when you were at a game where maybe you were really nervous or you you were cold shooting starting off the game. They said, start on the inside, take shots closer to the basket, shoot free throws, but start on the inside. And as you gain confidence and you get your rhythm, you'll be able to shoot further out, start and go from the inside out. Whether it's in virtual or in-person ministry, we tried to build people up in the fundamentals of the faith and then send people out in ministry. So you can't send people out in ministry until they're prepared to do that ministry. Roswell Presbyterian Church's ministry strives to do just that, working from the inside out. We gather people together build them up, and then send them out to do the ministry that Christ calls us to. We learn this philosophy, this way of ministering because of Jesus' own practice himself. Notice in verse 35 it reads, Then Jesus went about all the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues and proclaiming the good news of the kingdom and curing every disease and every sickness. Here this word good news is is also known as the gospel. Gospel, it's euangelion in Greek. It literally means good news. It means we have good news to share. Euangelion is a Greek word that the early Christians borrowed from the Roman Empire. You see, it was used for when a general was off at battle. And when his army won, they would send a messenger back to town. And the messenger would bring the euangelion, the good news of victory, and the the townspeople would gather together. A man would go up to a high tower and blow the euangelion trumpet, and the good news would be announced. And the early Christians said, we have good news. We have the euangelion to share about the good news of what God has done for us in Jesus Christ. In a place like RPC, we are still about that euangelion by both proclaiming and living it out in word and deed, the euangelion. I think we have three key ways that we try to make RPC a distinctive kind of place for the euangelion to be shared. First, I think Roswell Presbyterian Church is a place to learn. You see, the universal Christian church is a river with many streams flowing into it. And the Presbyterian stream is just one of those traditions, just one of those streams. But one of the distinctive aspects of our stream is our emphasis on education and thinking through the faith. I remember the first time walking into University Presbyterian Church as a freshman in college. And I remember walking into the sanctuary, and in the middle of that worship service, I thought to myself, I have come into my theological home. I found it. See, I was raised up in a tradition that really emphasized the emotional aspects of the faith. And that was all well and good, but it would only get me so far. It was insufficient. See, I 
came to college and was being challenged by students and professors who said religion was only for the uneducated. It was old-fashioned. It was for the superstitious. I needed someone to help me think through the faith. Was it tenable? Was it credible? The Presbyterian church, in my experience, didn't act as if it was a foregone conclusion that everything I thought was true. It had to be reasoned and thought out. I learned that I could love God with my mind. I felt such relief thinking through my faith as I was introduced to Karl Barth and Dietrich Bonhoeffer, Dorothy Sayers and Dorothy Day, Martin Luther and Martin Luther King Jr., John Calvin and Blaise Pascal. It was a relief to think through my faith, to look over their shoulders and see how these great minds had wrestled with theological and philosophical problems in the past and as they mentored me in my own life. I'm still on that intellectual journey. And if you're listening to me now, you're a part of that journey. I know it's unfashionable these days to act as if you don't have all the answers. But I hope to change my mind about many things over the course of my life. I have a lot left to learn. We have to be open to being taught in the way of Jesus Christ, about being taught about that path of following him. This is true of the youngest child and the eldest senior. As long as we are breathing, we are on a spiritual and intellectual journey. I know we're not supposed to be competitive about such things, but I would put our children's ministry up against any other churches. One of the unintended benefits of the past six or seven months is that I've had the opportunity on Sunday mornings to look in at our children's ministry. My wife is teaching the fifth grade Sunday school uh, class on Zoom, and so I get to listen to these kids' questions as they teach these kids about the faith, and the teachers, guess what? They learn too. It's not ideal, but it's important, we realize, for us to gather in whatever way we can to use the technology that we have available to help us learn the faith, to grow intellectually. In just the past two weeks, I've received emails from a college student and a high school student about a previous sermon. The college student told me that she had told a lie and wanted to know if in certain circumstances it was morally permissible. The high schooler asked about Jesus' command to turn the other cheek and the death penalty. And I was so encouraged. They were such thoughtful emails. It made me very hopeful about our future. But it also was so gratifying that these young people looked to the church for a place that had answers that mattered to their hearts and to their lives. RPC is a place where we gather to help people learn about their faith. We care about the life of the mind. Every Tuesday morning, you'd be shocked at 7 a.m., about 35 or 40 guys gather on a Zoom call still for a Bible study I lead. We've been studying the book of Exodus for what seems like an eternity. And over the past month, we've been learning about the process of the building of the Ark of the Covenant and the architectural plans for the tabernacle. These guys are engaged. It's incredible. Some of them even read materials outside the study and come prepared. They come to fact check me. And you should always fact check me. (laughs) But you know what? RPC is not just a place for intellectuals. Just like Jesus' ministry, we want our faith to be intellectually credible, but we also want it to be existentially fulfilling. We want it to feed our souls. 
Verse 36, when he saw the crowds, he had compassion for them because they were harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. RPC is a place to be nourished and loved. Have you ever felt harassed and helpless? Do you need a shepherd? At RPC, we are a place where we care about one another. Bring your cares and concerns and we will listen to you. Do you want the congregation to know about some health issue or some struggle you're having? Email us and we'll put it on the prayer list. And then the the Navy SEALs of, of prayer warriors will begin to pray for your concerns. Are you in the hospital? A pastor will reach out to you. Do you need someone to talk? Our Stephen ministers are trained and waiting. They want to listen. We have 25 that are active right now. and so Almost all of them are, you, are, are busy and taken up. And so we might even have to train some more. We have faithful women sewing prayer quilts and prayer squares and prayer shawls. And then making sure their husbands are useful, sending their husbands to deliver them. I'm so fortunate that I get to be on the receiving end of the ministry of so many of you. RPC is full of people with the spiritual gift of encouragement, where we help people feel the love. One of the great spiritual encouragers and saints of RPC, and a tremendous encourager to me personally, died at the beginning of the pandemic. We haven't been able yet to celebrate Jack's life to hear about the good news of resurrection, but I've been thinking a lot about him and his ministry. He was a longtime member. He had struggled with health issues for many years, but that didn't stop him from encouraging people. Every couple of weeks, he would send me a text saying how much he loved this church, how inspired and uplifted he was. When he was in the hospital, I went to visit him, and things weren't looking too good, and I was worried that He might be in pain, he might be angry, he might be really sad, but how I was wrong, not even close. I sat there next to his hospital bed and I said, Jack, how's it been going? I mean, he had been in and out of the hospital with different diagnoses and different illnesses for years. And I said, Jack, how's how's it going? And he smiles and he says, Jeff, the other night we had Chinese food, sweet and sour chicken. Mmm. I'll always keep that image in my mind of him looking and staying positive and saying, mmm. He always wanted me to let folks know how much he loved this church, and I tried to make him know how much this church loved him, and I want that to be true for all of you. I want to make sure you are nourished and loved here. One of the reasons we emphasize people becoming members of the church is so that we can keep track of you and your cares and concerns and know how you're doing. Remember, you can even become a member of RPC if you're not already in the virtual environment. We're still having new members classes. We have members who are worshiping who don't even live in Georgia. They attend Bible studies. That's what this new technology is allowing us to do. But when you become a member... You'll be on our radar so we can minister to you, so we can invite you to minister to others. One of the great groups that was started a couple years ago is Carrie Weatherford's Bible Study for Young Mothers. They've been meeting on Thursdays for a couple of years, and it's just a a fantastic group of women. 
And for a while, I, I had a meeting with Carrie right after she finished that Bible study. And it never failed that she would walk into our meeting and she had tear streaks on her cheeks. And she would say, sorry, Bible study got emotional today. And then the next week she would come in with tear streaks, the same thing. Jeff, sorry, things got emotional in Bible study today. Sometimes we started to take bets on who would cry first in their study. But it was so true that this, this study was so important for this group of women. They needed to be cared for. They needed to care for one another, to share their stresses and struggles, to remember that they are not alone. Terry Kish and her team have done such a great job arranging these community groups so that we can care for one another, so we can make sure that people are not lost track of. Go check them out on the RPC website. There's great groups to be a part of. Did you know that in new members classes, I try to tell all of our new members three things. I see, number one, be here when we're here. In other words, make worship a priority in your life. Second, find your people. This is a big church. You can't know everyone, but you can know someone. Who do you know? Find your people. And third, and this is our focus for October, help us carry the load. None of this ministry happens unless we have the financial resources to help us fund it. And when you help fund it, you make sure that people are gathered together, that they're built up, and that they are sent out. Roswell Presbyterian Church is a place to be sent out from. We are just following Jesus' example. Verse 37, then he said to his disciples, the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore, ask the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. We aim to be internally strong, but externally focused. We do not exist for ourselves. This is like, this is like the mask policy of church the church exists for others just as we wear a mask, not just for ourselves, but out of consideration for others. Do you know our neighborhood action ministry area under the leadership and direction of Clara Herrera just started a new ministry for seniors to, to build friendships with seniors living at Groveway in the apartments on the other side of the RPC Cemetery. People are feeling isolated and lonely and so we're trying to figure out how can we connect people. And they're setting up these Zoom calls so they can build friendships. So exciting, important to build friendships, especially with people that we're different from. The Neighborhood Action Ministry is trying to connect people who are different so that they can become friends. This is risky ministry, but so desperately needed in our day and age. One of the questions that theologians argue about is what is the church? Is the church a building? Is it the collection of people that call themselves Christians? What is the church? And one of my favorite answers to that question is that the church is primarily a body that sends people out. We are a sending body. We gather people together, we build them up, but then we send them out. We are people on a mission. The theologian and my friend Tim Dearborn says it like this, it is not the church of God that has a mission in the world, but the God of mission who has a church in the world. Listen to that again. It is not the church of God that has a mission in the world, but the God of mission who has a church in the world. Over the next several weeks, I'm excited to share stories 
with you, of, of people who are participating in God's mission in the world. When you pledge to give to RPC, you make that ministry possible. In fact, when you pledge to give and when you give, you participate in that very ministry. I don't think there has been a more important time, at least in my lifetime, to give to the work of ministry. The church is needed so much now to minister physically and spiritually to people. Please prayerfully reflect on how God is calling you to commit, to give, to make RPC a place to learn, to make RPC a place to, to nourish and love people and a place to send people out from. It is an honor and a joy to join you in that ministry as we minister from the inside out. Let's pray. Gracious and loving God, we thank you for this great ministry that you've called us to, to gather people together, to build them up, and to send them out. Lord, I pray that we might participate in your ministry from the inside out. I pray that this October we might have a successful, maybe the most successful one ever, that we might surprise all the expectations, God, to raise um, pledges and money for the important work of ministry that you call us to, a world desperately in need. In your name we pray. Amen. You've been listening to the RPC Sermons Podcast. Please let us know you're here by visiting roswellpress.org and signing our digital friendship register. May the grace and love of God be with you today and throughout the rest of your week. Thanks for listening.